Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello. Hello. Hello, guys. How are you? Do we have a Bob? Nope. Definitely not. We've not got a Bob. Well, Rob Bob <laughs> is going to be here, but, you know, he's just... Who knows why he's not showing up, so... How's things, guys? Are you okay? Yep. All good here. How about you, Bob? Stir crazy, but other than that, yes. <laughs> yes. I was, uh, yeah, I spoke to Bob the other day and we both decided it were both stir crazy. Not the Gene Wilder, Richard Pryor thing. Because we're kind of, say, we're funny. Do you want to be Richard Pryor, I'll be Gene Wilder, or the other way around? I don't care. They're both comedy <laughs> legends. I'm good. So I'm all right. So let's find out. So we will, we will discuss why we're stir crazy. But Rob, <laughs> have you gone stir crazy yet? Because we're nearly in a year of partial whatever the hell it's called lockdown 12 or whatever it is but uh. no you, you you've got to follow my advice you know first there was cinema night then there's pub night you know just yep. just keep following my advice and you'll be fine yeah no i've i've had i've done the cinema night and cinema night's fun what but the hell was pub night i've got to ask oh oh bob you're in for a you're in for a lecture here yes rob what is pub night do tell bob <laughs> Okay, pub night. Um, put simply, Bob, um, there's um, scampion chips, there's um, packets of crisps, peanuts, there's um, pints of lemon and lime, there's a dartboard, there's a um, mini pool table, everything you can imagine. Dominoes, card games, it's pub night and it also includes bingo. I was going to say, my pub nights never included all those. And there seems to be an absence of Guinness. So what did your pub night include, Bob? But way back when you could do pub night, and outside of a house, obviously. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, what I would call a pub night normally includes kind of real ale, whiskies, and Guinness. Yeah. Along with pool, darts, you know, things like that. Loud music on the you know, jukebox. and. So okay, you... I'm going back a few years. Yeah, that's called Alexa nowadays. See, you live on your own, Bob. Uh, yeah. Just, just in case you didn't know, so you could actually do. Damn, do I? You could Who actually <laughs> yourself. You could actually <laughs> do the pub nights that I used to do way back when. So you would sit and drink on your own. You would listen to some, listen to some music, and you'd go home with yourself. So you could probably do that. You could do like the young. What do you think stri- I've been doing for the last year? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, a genuine question, Rob. You've not gone stir crazy at all. What are the effects for you? on this this bin fire that we're currently living in uh the effects on me um really it's not being able to see friends such as yourselves and family yep. um you know uh, the the working from home is is you know very much enjoyed Same. um yeah. you know not going out to uh, to places like the pub you know i find my pub more more friendly and fun how much are your drinks uh, this this is a great one. Cost price. <laughs> Drinks are free. Wow. What you you mean the missus is buying you? Yeah? Well, 
No. Someone is. <laughs> Te- She's te- got my card anyway. Technically, Rob's buying them. And uh, so the bingo prizes, how, have you got prizes for the bingo, Rob? That That is correct. He's lost every time. You yeah. know, the- You're not wrong. <laughs> For a line, you get a pound. For oh, a full yeah. house, it's a fiver. Normally, the pubs around here, it is a pound for a line, but I don't think that's a bingo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's a bingo comment. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> I would ask how you know that. <laughs> I don't know. I just made it up. It sounded convincing. I was going to say, you're forgetting. I know you, and I know how often you go to pubs. Very little. I think the last time I, I went to a pub that wasn't, like involving going for a meal, as in like, yeah. you know, Weatherspoons or whatever, would be, oh my God, just for a drink? It'd be like 2014, I think. I would probably say before that, because I mean, most of the times you've been to the pub, it's normally involving either a meal as well, yeah, or like you say, it's involved with um, some sort of event. Yeah, no, I did actually go to the pub when I worked at Expedia, they all went yeah. out because somebody was leaving. So I'm like, yeah, yeah I'll go do that because ah. that'll be fun. And then it's one of those things that you go, oh, yeah, this is why I don't go out because it's crap. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, I just stood around watching everybody getting drunk and dancing. I'm like, that's not for me. I'm going home. Uh, so that was probably about 2014-ish. In fact, it was longer than it. would be 2000 and uh, about 2007, 2008, actually, maybe yeah. around those times. So it was definitely wow. before 2014. So, yes, I'm a regular pub goer, me. So the last time you were in a pub, my daughter was perhaps just born. Probably, yes. I mean, this is this is the last time I was in a pub solely going out not with people for a drink. Yeah. So obviously not counting, like, going for a meal or or yeah. something like that. But So how's your stir? What's your stir craziness, Bob? I think it's, it got to me last week, uh, which has done quite well considering how long mm. we've been in lockdown. Mm-hmm. But it just got to me at one point, and I discussed this with you, but it, it's, it got to the point where I was thinking, my day basically involves wake up, eat, work, eat, sleep. Where's the rest? You know, what's happening? Yep. And yeah, it, it did get to me a bit. But then, of course, I had Emily for the weekend, so that's okay. Is that shaking it off, though, or do you think that's still... It's still working, but it's literally a case of, you know, well, I suppose it's like anything like that. When you're in a down moment, it'll get you. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's the boogeyman in the darkness, you know, so you've got to keep the light on. I think the thing is, though, it's like if you're stuck in a house on your own or in some cases if you're not on your own so the, mm. the the down times can still get you it's really hard to escape them if you're stuck yeah. in a house i think like I say a lot of it the whole thing is although we are creatures of habit our habit now is 24 7 365 days a year yeah and that's too much of a habit we do need a bit of change we do so I think also watching the news is never a good idea because you just see the oh. absolute clowns that are trying to take claim to run in the country and you're like, I'm never going to leave my house again. And then you go on <laughs> social media and you click off your sort of immediate friends list and have a look to see what people are talking about. And you're like, I'm yeah. definitely never, ever going to. I'm not going to see autumn outside. That's one Because it's like every, this whole 
you know, in the UK, is it 21st of June? Yeah, it is, isn't it? That they're planning, that's the date they're planning on just getting rid of all the restrictions. So it should all be done by then. So all the clowns on the internet are like, they're all planning, I'm not even kidding, they're all planning parties, they're planning pub crawls. You're like, you do yeah. realise a virus most, doesn't have a calendar. Yeah, most of them are planning to be sloshed one hour after the pub's open. They are. And it's like, that's all I saw as soon as they announced that. Yeah. It was just loads and a massive amount of people that were like thank god for that let's all meet up let's do this let's do that and i think i ain't doing crap till like august you know it's, it's not happening i'm not going anywhere i'm good gonna say you know no i'm a bit of a naysayer on this but you read through what's been published about this process to kind of ease us out yeah looking at that i'm reckoning we'll be back in lockdown mid-may yeah because of the schools mm-hmm. yeah partially same yeah because it's like I was thinking about this, and it was a case of last March. It was like, oh, we've got to do this, we've got to do this, and in a couple of months or whatever, we should be fine. Once we get to some bang, and then it was October, and then it was just before Christmas, and then yeah. it was like just after New Year, and now yeah. it's Easter, and now it's June, and I think we'll get to June, and it'll be back to September, October again, before yeah. things, and then obviously once the winter kicks in, bang, it's just. It, Oh, people just really. I sent Keir Starmer and Boris Johnson a tweet today saying, "Will you two just get a room for God's sake?" Um, <laughs> uh, what was the rest of it? Will you two just get a room? Your point scoring is getting really annoying, or and or something like that. But it was, yeah, the the get a room part was definitely in there. Excellent. Well, uh, it's just sir. it's annoying. It's like. Hey, I'm going to do this. Oh, no, that's a bad idea. Well, I'm going to do that thing that you thought was a good idea. Oh, no, that's a terrible idea. Well, I'm going to do this. Oh, no, that's a bad idea. They're just constantly bickering, and it's very annoying. They're like children. Well, in fact, children grow up, so, you know, they're not like children. Yep. But, yes, the whole stir-crazy thing, I can relate to that. I think that hit me probably last year at some point, because all my days consist of is... Working from home, which, as you said, Rob, the working from home part, I'm all right with that. Mm-hmm. I am perfectly fine with that. But that's all I'm doing. So I'm working. Uh, I would say I'm sleeping, but my sleep pattern just went, see ya. My sleep pattern is shocking now. Um, and has been for months and months and months. And watch films. And that's it. Rinse, repeat. It's yep. just over and over again. And I love movies, but even I've got a bit fed up of watching films sometimes. So that's why I usually right. jump into documentaries or think, right, it's like tonight I've played probably about an hour and a half worth of Halo on the new Xbox. It's like, right, I'm going to do yeah. something that isn't <laughs> watching a movie. Yep. But the stir crazy <laughs> thing's just, yeah, it's kind of annoying. Yes, very much so. But uh, it's like you say, you need some variety. Yes. And it's just working out how to put that in safely. And, you know, basically getting along. It sounds like Rob's doing a great idea, you know, getting on with this, but... I know, I know. What was that? Not me. That was Rob. Rob, who are you whistling at? Sorry, that was uh, House Alarm. Was it? Someone's broken in. Somebody's... um, No, someone's uh, opening the front door so the House Alarm needs to go off. Oh, wow. Ah. I thought somebody was trying to sneak in the pub uh, (laughs) when when you're closed or whatever. So I'm guessing pub night is going down quite well then. Yeah, uh, everyone's enjoy, enjoying it. Um, there's uh, 
Addy's won uh, the big money one week. Nicole won last week. Uh, I'm the only one not to have won, so uh, my uh, my money supply is dwindling. Brilliant. And how many holes has uh, Addy put in Daddy with the darts? None. The walls do all right for holes, though. It's lovely and uh, aerated. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> well, that doesn't sure matter. <laughs> Were you ever much of a, a darts player, Bob? I used to, I think I used to have a darts a dartboard in the house as a kid actually. I was wasn't very good at it, but it's you know, as a kid, why would you not enjoy throwing pointy things at the yeah. wall? It's amazing. It, it was one of those odd ones though, because um yeah, I used to enjoy playing it like you say as a kid, not very good. Mm-hmm. Um when I was in the late years of school, should we say? Of course, we used to go down to the pub and, you know, at lunchtime, a couple of beers and play a bit of pool and a bit of darts. So, again, still not very good. But the one that always sticks in my mind, um, I went round to a friend's house a couple of years later, and he had a dart board. And basically kind of, oh, come on, we'll have a game of darts. I said, I'm not very good. He said, yeah, it's okay. Don't, don't worry, neither am I. And uh, I basically threw first. And by sheer luck, treble 20, treble 20, bull. <laughs> nice. Can you imagine the look he gave me? Yes, I can imagine. You were never allowed to play darts again. Yeah. He said, You're lying. <laughs> yeah. So, stir crazy, some of us may be, but we're all still, you know, still doing our thing and whatnot. So, what have you been oh, up yeah. to? It's been a while, Bob. Any any new developments in life in general other than a bit of stir craziness? Um, my mum has finally had her knee up. Mm hmm. This has been put off by the NHS four times. So she was getting a bit kind of despondent about this because it's been dragging on. And of course, the longer it drags on, the worse it gets. So she's been in constant pain, etc. So anyway, as luck would have it, last Thursday, in. And the knee up went fine. So all well and good. Um, She's recovering well. I mean, bear in mind, she's 82. So, yeah convalescing going very well they were very very happy with the results of the operation the physios fantastic loves her says you're doing better than a lot of people half your age but and here's the big but um she started getting an elevated um pulse rate and this went up from like a resting pulse rate of 63 something like that Went up to over 90, then 120, 150. And then they thought, oh, perhaps something's wrong. And basically her pulse capped out at about 183. This is resting. Capped out at 183, and then they realized, oh, shit, we've not been giving you your heart meds. Oh. This was for about five, four or five days. Always, always, always what you want to hear when someone's in hospital, isn't it? Oh, crap, I knew we forgot something. Your yeah. heart medication. Yeah, so anyway, but um, they've worked this out now and they've given her and her pulses back down to normal. So, yeah, we're hoping that she's going to come out prob- hopefully Friday. Yeah. But then she has the wonderful thing of having to put up with my sister nursing her. See, I don't know what's bad. No pain meds. No heart meds, being in hospital. <laughs> or jam. <laughs> or Whoa. I'll have to get back to you on that. So the answer yeah. will be announced on next week's or next <laughs> next month's podcast because I may need some time. 
to think about that. Yeah, if she listens to this, you could be in, you could be in hospital yourself. I could well be, but we we all know how much your sister loves to organise and schedule mm. and stuff. So, and we know how independent your mum is. So that is a definite clash of the titans, aren't one, isn't it? You will do this. I don't want to do that. I want to do it this way. <laughs> no, you must do it this way. Uh-huh. So that that could be. Uh, could be interesting. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting, interesting kind of uh, setup. Yes. So. so, what else is new? <laughs> Anything? Um, not a lot, really. Uh, like I say, stir crazy a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Emily's been over. We had some good fun. Yep. Um, so that's not new. That's every other weekend. You know, she always comes over and we have fun. So, yep. yeah. Um, other than that, like I say, I'm going stir crazy because there is nothing else. Exactly, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> well, I managed to. Uh, my sort of night job's been very, very quiet this week, or you know, yeah. the, the, this last block of shifts. So I went on my lunch about half two in the morning, yay, as you do, and I came back and at twenty-five to three. My boss had typed, oh, does anybody want to finish early at 3 o'clock? I thought, there's no way that I'm still in with a chance here. That's just impossible. It was like 25 minutes ago. Give me a break. Uh, so I put, me, please. And I got to finish at 3 o'clock. So I thought, brilliant. I can oh, actually, wow. this is on the last shift as well. So I thought, right, what I'm going to do is just lie in bed and fall asleep. Because I, I want to sleep. Could I sleep? Yeah. No. Oh. No. I just lay there for like four hours in the, in the pitch dark total silence and uh, did not sleep whatsoever but it was it was but at least it was restful it was very very restful and it's like the first time in a year you have all those moments where you sit down and just you end up with total clarity you go i'm not stressed about anything i'm purely focused blah 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 and it lasted for about four hours and then it's gone again so hopefully i'll see that again <laughs> at some time wow. but it was nice for clarity to visit and just everything oh, seemed like everything seemed super laser focused and uh, <laughs> and then it went away again because part of my stir craziness is enthusiasm to do like all the stuff that you'd like to think you would do if you're going to be locked down in your house yes for a year and uh, I'm sure we both had those lists. Rob, you've probably done most of yours because you, you're annoyingly organised and not stressed whatsoever. <laughs> but Bob, no, you, you no, can relate not to not really. No? So if somebody said, like, here's a, you're going to be in your house for a year, do me a list of all the things you do. It would be a huge list. And you would love to think you'd do at least 90% of them. I've probably done about 8% of my things. <laughs> it's it's awful. If Turn that. the numbers around. Want to do 90%, have done 10%. Yes, it's absolutely <laughs> terrible. Uh, I always planned I would do loads and loads of podcasts. I mean, like tons, loads of guest podcasts. Yeah. Rob and I were, we were puppet shows, and we still have the puppets, and we're going to do a video <laughs> guy. I think we did one or maybe two. One, I think, actually, we did. But we will resurrect those at some point. But, yeah, my Good. to-do list is just, you know, <laughs> to, to done for, I think. Oh. So it's a bit shocking. So um, I am having a bit of a rest on the writing side of things as well because I'm ending up with a pile of flipping scripts. I'm never, I'm never going to be able to film them because <laughs> well, the problem I've got is I've got like uh, the, the first two Mimi segments are filmed, third yeah. one's not done. But she's getting older. She's going to be like 35 by the time I actually get around to filming this <laughs> this thing. So I'm going to have to rewrite that one. And I've got like another three that are going to feature Lamissa. So it's like, do I really want to keep writing for her? I'm gonna, I, she's got other stuff to do. So it's like, yeah. so I'm trying to move away from writing for her for now because obviously, why would I carry on? Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I don't own the girl. Uh, but yeah, I can't really be bothered 
writing anything else at the minute. I've been going through my autobiography and, and tidying that up, so I'm doing a little bit yeah. of work on that, and that is fascinating reading. I think Bob should write one. Should, <laughs> not genuinely. I think I think everybody should write a life story. No, uh, my daughter might read it. Um. Well, no, yeah, that, that's kind of the problem I've got with mine. It's like there's lots of things that I would really love to put in mind because, my God, they're entertaining stories, but I don't wish to die. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm, yeah. I'm not going to put all of those in. Oh, but, uh, but I must admit, when it comes to the writing, though, yeah, um, I mean, I've not watched too much of like the cutting edge stuff that's just coming out. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure you'll be able to kind of validate this one. There's a lot of people now writing scripts that are done and filmed over things like Skype, yeah, Teams, yeah. you know, and what have you. And some of those are looking really good. The best one to watch, and pretty much probably the only one to watch is called host yeah which i is on shudder which uh horror streaming platform but i also picked up and that came out of nowhere so it's it's an hour long yeah it's it's basically a a bunch of friends that get together over zoom or teams i think it's zoom and yeah. they're going to hold a seance because they've got this person who's coming in and they're going to hold a seance. And, and you think yeah. okay so i've seen all this sort of thing but scariest film i've seen for years yeah. Really, even though people were telling me, watch it, it's really scary. You go into it going, well, it's not going to scare me because you've told me it is a, yeah, free, very, yeah. very atmospheric. So I've uh, I've picked up the limited edition Blu-ray that's come out. It's got all art cards and really cool packaging and all sorts. So even though I could watch the film for free on Shudder, I've still gone out and bought the thing on Blu-ray. And that's, there probably will be a lot of these that come out on Teams, on Zoom yeah. and Skype, but I think we all know that it's like if there's too many of them, we're going to get sick of them very, very quickly when they come out next year or this year yeah. or something. But I would definitely check out Holst. It's, really, it's very, very good. But uh, well, yeah. one of the ones I'd love to do, kind of just got an idea for it, kind of thing, a few days ago. Along that would be um, sort of a cross between that idea and Saw. So you yeah. basically, like you say, you've got a group, party of friends that are meeting up. You know, it's a case of the, they've arranged to do a monthly meet over Skype, Teams, whatever. They're all on there. And you've got this mystery kind of, you know, um, you know kind of uh, person that's, I don't know, perhaps played by a puppet in the middle kind of thing with a, a voice that none of them recognize and all this, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. And it's like you say, it's a case of, right, you know, all of you have got, you know, do it a bit like, you know, like say the, the kind of one where, it, and it's basically a case of they've all got hidden backstories and they've done bad things. Yeah. And like you say, it's a case of, right, you know, all of you, you know, you've got to confess to all these. And it's a case, of, oh, why are we doing this? Uh, you know, it's a case, of, well, you know, your houses are being watched. If you try and leave, you'll be killed. So, like you say, you know, the first person, oh, I don't believe you, gets up, opens the door and gets shot. Yep. You know, on camera kind of thing. You know, got his mobile phone or whatever. And then it kind of goes through and, I don't know, you could you could make a decent script out of something like that. Yeah, you can do. I love limitations yeah. on writing. I, yeah. The scariest thing for me ever would be for somebody to say, here's $200 million, go make a film. I would rather somebody said to me, here's, you know, 75 quid. 
go make one. Here's a backstory. But genuinely, I mean, I'd like to get the paycheck for the hundred million, yeah. but but you know, if the, all the money had to be on screen and I still got paid the same amount of money, like twenty quid, yeah. to shoot a film, I would rather have a low budget because I I don't think I'd know what to do with a big budget. I'd just give it to Neil Johnson and say, go make a <laughs> go make a, go make a thing. Go make something, yes. and then just put my name on it, and you know yes, we can. I want a thing. Yes, go make a thing. Here's some money. Go make me one. Yes. Uh, but I am working on one which I started like Jesus, like 20 years ago, and it's I don't want to give it all away because I've not written it yet. But it's based on a very very famous horror franchise, and uh, Bob, you probably be able to work out what it is. Very very famous horror franchise. Somebody gets a phone call, asks some questions, to get them wrong, yeah. dies. Now imagine if those questions happened to be film related, and said lunatic phoned me up. <laughs> it'd be the longest. It'd be the longest phone call ever. So that's kind of the thing that I've been working on. I started. Well, I was going to say that kind of conversation. You've seen Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Yes. I would imagine that going something similar to the um, you know the scene on the bridge where he asks about you know what is the unladen unladen airspeed of a swallow. Yeah. Is it an African or a European swallow? Yep. And the bloody hell should ah! Yep. So that so that kind of thing. So I'm working on that. That could potentially be shot during a lockdown, yeah. but you know, we shall see. Yeah, I could, uh, like I say, I could definitely see if someone questioning you on movies, it'd be turned around. You know, they'd be the losers. Yeah, of course, <laughs> of course. course. Uh, so, but yeah, I think writing. I'm just having a bit of a breather because it's like I was thinking the other day, and I think I was chatting to Rob on and off about it it's like so at the minute i'm doing podcasts the website social media a project that rob and i are working on the writing the filmmaking holding down a full-time night job trying to watch some films <laughs> trying to play some video it's just like i have not enough time no wonder i'm not sleeping so it's like something <laughs> just, on the film festival forgot the film festival put that yes. in as well so it's just like that's just crazy for one person to just do effectively on their own but other than the thing that me and rob are working on because me and rob are working on it but yeah because that would that's not <laughs> it's like rob and i are working on something and i'm doing it all <laughs> no it's, yeah it's not like that <laughs> and so and i'm pretty sure rob's got those sort of things as well where it's just like a massive list of creative things and it's effectively just him that's doing it so it is exhausting yeah so you get that with having a daughter often it's, oh, let's do this. Yes. Daddy gets on with it, and then it's a case of, oh, look, it's done. <laughs> Why was daughter not helping? Oh, I was just playing Minecraft. It's like, but, <laughs> but you came up with the idea. Yeah. Yep. So why did I end up doing I want to do this now. Hmm. I'd like okay. us I'd like us to cook dinner, Daddy. Okay, well, what are you going to do? <laughs> I'll play Minecraft and let me know when it's ready. <laughs> okay, I don't know how that works, but yeah. Yes, pretty much. I, I kind of live in a similar household. I must admit, I, I've got to take a page out of Anne's book, which is my ex-wife, and basically get Emily doing some of the chores when she's over here for her spence, yeah, which is what Anne does. So. Yeah, I think I'm, I might start training her to do the washing up after um, Steak Saturday and things like that. <laughs> Seeing as Daddy's the cook, <laughs> just just let me know if you run into the same problems that Annette did many many years ago when her daughter Rebecca and I think she was like thirteen at the time. So we're walking around. She's yeah, we're walking around Asda, and uh, Rebecca went, 
Mum, can I have some money? Why do you want some money? Oh, I want to buy Daddy's Christmas present. Now, bearing in mind, Annette did not get on with, with Rebecca's yeah. dad at the time to understate the thing. Uh, and Annette's like, well, that's what your pocket money's for. She went, what? That pocket money's for me. Why would I spend it on Dad's Christmas present? <laughs> that's well unfair. So, yeah, let me know if you end up with stuff like that. So that could uh, could be an ongoing segment here. Because... <laughs> it, it's weird. And Rob, you've got all this to look forward to when when they hit 13. The world changes. So um, I'm lucky in a way. Emily's been okay. And is she yeah. actually 13 now, Bob? Oh, yes, yes. So you're Last lucky. You, uh, ooh, yeah. okay. Well, it's like so, yeah. uh, with, with Annette's daughter, it was like, dong, now 13. Oh. I hate you. It was the Harry Enfield. Annette yeah. still, Annette still <laughs>, laughs to this day about that. To uh, literally on the on the, st- the stroke of midnight, thirteenth bang demon. So you've done very well, Bob. But uh, well, I think but it'll happen. I think I'm probably a bit too kind of easy going. Yeah, and like I say, you know, as I say, when she's with mum, she has to do kind of the chores around the house and things like that. Um, very strict on bedtimes and things like that. Of course, when she comes over to daddy, it's weekends so bedtimes can slip a little bit and things like that you know so yeah and uh you know you want to play yeah you know, she she plays a lot of games with friends over in the states on you know online so things like that yeah you know, gets to play more with dad yeah yeah so but you'll get there you'll be like emily what do you want oh a glass of orange please and you'll go here you go she about like, what have you brought me that for well because you asked for it no I didn't you did you did i said what do you want and you said a glass of orange no I didn't <laughs> no, you did. Look, I'm not arguing with you. Just f off. What? What did you say to me? Shut up. <laughs> it's like <laughs> she's 13 now, Bob. It is coming. <laughs> and Rob, you've got when all. You've got whatever. all this to come. Yep. You asking it when yeah. you see her? It's like 13. Bang. Damien Thorne. Yep. <laughs> Hopefully, it doesn't happen, but it will. So you know. But there you go. I would counter that by asking Annette. Did it happen for the other kids? Did it happen for your other kids, Annette, when you hit 13? She's thinking back. <laughs> not not so much. It was it was stored up all go. for Rebecca, and she's just like... It's a bit like one of the X-Men movies. Well, actually, it's Doctor Strange, I think. You know, he puts his hands together and conjures up that big ball of fire and, and then flings yeah. it at somebody. That was kind of what it was like when Rebecca hit 13. Well, <laughs> see, this is the thing. There's a certain, there's a finite amount of goodness. <laughs> yeah. So it's basically a case of, <clears throat> with Annette's kids, yeah. it was spread between four of them. Yes. With mine, I've just got one kid, so I'm fine. I think as Annette just said then, I think, <laughs> I think Annette summed it up saying, well, she was, she was um, bad cop. She wasn't, but that's the way that her, you know, Rebecca's dad painted it. So he was the good yeah. cop going, hey, money, do whatever you want. There's no rules. Rules? What? No. And then Annette being a proper parent actually had rules for children because that's always a good thing. And so therefore she was the bad cop. So I think that's no, where that came from. I've got rules, but I'm, I still think I'm good cop. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so uh, Rob, have you ventured into Disney Star, which is now launched? I have. Oh, how good is it? And, and the, fir- the first thing I have to say is, yep. 
how difficult it was it remembering your password when you had to tell them you were 18? I had to... Uh, actually, oh, I, Disney Adult <laughs> Channel. Just slightly wrong. I, I, I actually uh, reset mine the other day because I couldn't remember it. So then, yeah, I'm like, what is it? So I didn't have that problem. But it's kind of weird. It's like you've not done this yet, Bob, for uh, for your Disney Plus. But when you install it on your TV yeah. and then it adds... In fact, it might not because you've not put yours on yet, have you? It actually no. says, yep, log in. Right, star. Mm. Are you eighteen? Yes. Mm. Do you want all the programs limited so it's like fourteen upwards? No. Are you sure? Yes. <laughs> uh, can you get your dad to tell me? No, because he's dead. And that's what I had to do. I'm like, I couldn't work out how to get it all done. But eventually, yeah. so you have to go through. It's like three or four stages, and then once it's in there, and I sort of clicked on it. It's weird. It's like. All this content that we've got, and I clicked on it, and the thing that made me the most giddy was all the seasons of Twenty Four on there. I've got them on DVD <laughs> in the other room. Yeah, but, but, but now you don't have to go. Now I don't have to change them. a flipping disc. And here's me saying yeah. I want to get more exercise. But all the Twenty Fours are on there. Uh, the, all the Diehards, Bones is on there. Uh, Lost, all of them. There's tons. Conair, oh, Rob will be happy with that oh, one. Conair's wow. on I it. know, I, I did take note of that one. So a lot of the Bruckheimers, you know, your Enemy of the States, oh, Crimson Tides, Bad yeah. Company, all sorts. It's like, oh my God. And it's £7.99 till August. That's quite cheap. But you go on the internet, it's really funny. It's like, you'd think that they were charging like a million quid because the amount of abuse. <laughs> it's like, really? What the hell? Somebody was kicking off going, it's a waste of money. It's like £2 a month extra on top of your subscription. Two quid. And they're going nuts. The bottom line on any of these subscription channels Mm. and whatever, you know, subscription services, is how much are you going to watch it? If you're going to watch it two, three times a week for the rest of the year, it's worth it. If you're going to watch it twice a month, maybe not. No, but do you, th- you think, though, it's like, I mean, Netflix <clears> is what, 12 quid? I yeah, think you're paying. Just under, yeah. So, 12 pounds, right? How much did you used to pay? And I can remember, so I can, go, I can give the answer. But how much did you pay to rent one film for a night in the video store? £2.50, £2.75. Thre- oh, I, three... before that, I, I'm, I'm older, so it was about two quid. It's like two, two and six. <laughs> yeah, so about, about two quid. Right, so if you rented one film per week for yeah. a month, that's your streaming cost. That's eight quid, yeah. And yeah. most people will at least, even if you're not doing it yourself, somebody yeah. in your household is watching, we'll be watching a film. It, yeah. so, so I don't get why people... The only problem is when you start having like five or six streaming platforms. <laughs> it's yes. like... It, it, it can add up. Yeah, and then it's getting silly. Because uh, yeah. it's like we had uh, Britbox... We've got Netflix, uh, Shudder, um, Amazon Prime, and oh. Apple TV. Apple TV I get for free because I've got a new iPod. Yeah. Thank you, Annette. Um, Shudder is a press one, so I don't pay for that one. Um, so it's like, I think we had like three where we were paying out for. So you think, well, that's maybe oh. 20 quid a month, 25 quid yeah. a month. I don't I'm really going to counter much. your argument now. Okay. You're saying paying for, <coughs> pardon me, three subscription services, you know, kind of, okay, call it 30 quid as a roundup kind of thing mm-hmm. per month. That's expensive. Yep. 
Okay, I'd say no, it's not. If you're into films rather than, you know, films and TV series rather than kind of, you know, I don't know, modern sports or anything, yeah. how much would you be paying if you had a Sky subscription oh, with box more. office and the sports? T- it, you'd be talking about 40-odd 40, 40 quid a month. I'm tons reckoning. more. And I think the 30 quid is only quite a chunk if you're not watching stuff on it. Yeah. So it's like, so, you know, Annette had Brit, yeah. Britbox, which was, it was only six quid a month. It's quite cheap. But yeah. she hasn't watched anything on it for like three, four months. So, so case, therefore, so we, so we cancelled it. But the thing is, yeah. with these subscriptions, you can jump out and you can jump back in again. So yes. she's cancelled Britbox. It's running until like the 9th of March. And then, you know, maybe in the summer when there's a whole bunch of stuff on. We'll get it again. Yeah, put new content on or whatever that you want to watch. The secret, get it for a few moments. The secret with streaming platforms is to have like two or three on the go any one time. You do them for a couple yeah. of months or however, six months, and then you scrap them. And then you pick yeah. three different ones for six months. Yeah. And then you watch all the stuff on that one. And then you go back to the original <laughs> one and do it that way. That's the way to economize. I would agree with you on that. But, uh, <clears throat> but yeah, and like I say, don't bother with things like Sky. No. Yeah, Sky subscriptions, nah. You know, Sky broadband, mm-hmm. well, you're going to need the broadband to get your download stuff, so that's okay. Yeah. You know, but why pay for Sky TV? Yeah, I don't pay. I have the very basic Freeview package for Virgin Media. Yep. And yep. It, don't blame me. And then everything else. I mean, you don't even need any streaming platforms anymore because everything's on iPlayer and all four, which yep. are free streaming platforms. So it's, yep. uh, it's mad, but Disney Star is amazing. I looked at that, and the first thing I thought was, uh, a bit, oh, Netflix, I bet you're crap in your pants. Because <laughs> there is enough. I, and you, maybe you'll agree or disagree, Rob, but you could mm-hmm. pretty much just have Disney Plus, and you'd be fine for a good old 12 months without any other streaming platforms, if you so choose. There's enough new content gone on there. Yeah, I, the only thing with Star is there's not enough new content on it for my liking. Yeah, true, but they have. That's because they've only just launched it. And if you also true, if you think though, nobody's really been doing new content recently. No. Um, true, but yeah. I think they will. I think they'll they'll branch out into yeah, it. Give it a few months, and it'll they'll start putting more on. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. But it's. I mean, how often do we look at the streaming platforms and go, oh, "Can't find anything to watch." Yeah, exactly. quite often but quite I mean often. this is it again with Disney coming on with this <clears throat> it's creating more competition in the market so hopefully like you say you know, the services will bring more online or bring the costs down slightly you know things like that to be competitive with each other Yeah, exactly so. the, the people that are going to win are the consumers aren't they I'm hoping so. Yep. It's like when uh, when video game consoles have wars with each other, you're like, well, the consumers are going to win because the two companies are always trying to outdo themselves, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, this is it. The only way to win anything like that is to do something that no one else is doing and basically own a monopoly. Yeah. You know, so you know, find a monopoly that everyone wants to buy into. Yes. <laughs> and at the minute, it's Disney Plus and Disney Star. So I'm very happy with that yeah. one. So, um, but yeah, so have you watched anything, Mob? You must have watched something. Um, I can't remember the last time you were on the podcast. Probably like a month ago or so. Yeah. I can't remember. Uh, 
couple of things, mainly TV series. I'm, I've still been hammering NCIS. Yeah. Um, saddened by the fact that I've recently heard that the New Orleans one is being axed. Okay. Yep. And therefore confused when they're basically axing that one, but on about doing a Hawaii one. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Yep. It's kiss what? <laughs> so yeah, a bit confused on that one because um, I do like the New Orleans one. It's I don't know the chemistry of it works for some reason. Yeah. So yeah. Um, other than that, what else have I been watching? Uh, a lot of documentaries on World War Two to tell the truth. Okay, so things so like that, that. Nice happy so. subjects then. Well, sometimes they are. Sometimes they're not. <laughs> And where have you been watching those? Just television or? Yeah, terrestrial TV. Yeah. And I've also got um, the box set of the World at War thing. So, yeah. What's that, the Lawrence, Oli- <laughs> Lawrence, Lawrence Olivier, Olivier thing? Yeah, yeah, it's like however many hours. It's huge, that oh, set, yeah. isn't it? I remember it. I remember that being on TV, yep. actually, I think. Exactly, it's yeah. It's the 70s, weren't it? Was it 70s or 80s? I don't know. I think, I think that was probably the 70s. The Winds at War, if you remember that one, Robert Mitchum. That was, I think that was the 80s. Ooh, remember that series? Yeah. I used to like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, basically, not a lot more than that. I, I, I need to... I don't know. I think, like I say, with being in the stir-crazy thing, yeah. I need to find something funny to watch. I think, though, with stir-crazy, you can literally be, and we're, we're all three of us are, surrounded by content. And yet we look at it and go, it's all crap. There's nothing I want to watch. <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah, if your mental state is wrong, you just, yeah, yeah. You, you're in a, a hiding to nothing. Which is why I jump back into documentaries or just do something yeah. that's different. Or somebody was, um, I can't remember who it was, but somebody on Twitter said, what is your go to cheer up TV series? I instantly went to Entourage. Uh, to, which, to which Abel replied, I can't get into that. I'm like, Abel, you need to rewatch Entourage. It's absolutely amazing. But that was mine. So, Rob, what would you... Yours is going to be Star Trek, isn't it, I suppose? So we don't... Uh... Uh, yeah, but if if I uh, move away from Star Trek, then um, it's something like... Um, something really easy, like the Big Bang Theory. Yeah. Two and a Half Men is probably one of my funny shows as well. When Charlie Sheen was in it, I loved that show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you, Bob? I'm thinking, Ma- I'm uh... thinking MASH... I was going to say, yeah, I'm showing my age, MASH. Yeah, Mash. <laughs> That's probably one of mine. Boston Legal, you know. I suppose West Wing, because, I mean, a lot of that was quite uplifting. God, that's, I'm, we're near enough at the end of season four on a rewatch. I am loving that yeah. show. It's so good. This is it's it. really good. All for I free mean, I, on all four as well. So, you know, yeah. no excuse. I mean, I, I know a lot of people are into things like, you know, kind of Friends was the big one when I was slightly younger. Yeah. You know, some of my slightly younger kind of um, compatriots were really into it. And I'm sorry, I might be controversial, but I could take it or leave it. It was one of those, it's case, yeah, it's not bad, but uh, I'm not ranting over it like a lot of other folks. See, I remember watching Friends because uh, Andrew was a massive fan of Friends and he was raving about yeah. it. And he said, oh, you've got to watch it. It's amazing. It's amazing. And I watched like this random episode because it was when it was on TV. And I'm like, this isn't funny. I don't quite get it but then when the the video shop started buying the tapes in because i realized people would yeah. rent them over and again and again and again so i got them and then watched them from the beginning i do kind of appreciate the shot it's very dated now there's a lot of humor in that you're oh, like yeah. oh you'll get away with that nowadays but it was all right 
it was to me it's like the big bang theory it's super yeah. easy to watch you're not laughing your head off all the time but you'll smirk a few times and you'll chuckle every couple oh, yeah. of episodes but it's pure yeah. every now and again they do some scene or other and you think yeah that really works yeah I mean, the only one that out of Friends that always sticks in my mind was, I think it was it, um, I can't remember if it was Chandler or Joy was stuck in a, an ATM um, kind of you know, vestibule with uh, some really good-looking woman, yeah. famous star, and uh, you know, phoned up the others in its case of, I'm, in the, you know, I'm, I'm at the ATM with... Case, with who? <laughs> Put Joy on. <laughs> it's case of, what it's case of, I'm in the ATM with you. you're in the ATM with you know, then came out with a name yeah. <laughs> so yeah that was well done and all that but again it's just you know it, it's certain scenes that stick with you and I suppose it's the same with like say Big Bang Theory yeah Big Bang was I really loved the Big Bang Theory for the first few seasons and then once they all started getting girlfriends it turned into friends so it kind of yeah. lost what the initial the unique things yeah the whole point was there were geeks and nobody went near them with a barge pole but then they all you know ended up with attractive yeah. girlfriends and you're like what but uh, it's still mm. worth watching easy show to watch i've not checked out young sheldon so i don't know rob have you checked that out i haven't um um where can i watch it uh, terrestrial probably yeah probably all four or five yeah. OD, or I haven't like seen that. it on all four, and I am I do seem to be going through that, but I will have another look. Yeah. I've seen I see it on TV daily. Yeah. I forget mm. which channel, but yeah, it's it's on terrestrial daily. So yeah, I've, I've know, checked uh, it out. I've watched a couple little bits, and I thought, mm. do you know what I discovered on sort of moving into other bits and pieces we've watched? Playing, I like doing the, um, and I think was it. With you, Rob, where I was chatting about how streaming platforms are a little bit like the video stores nowadays, where you just browse along yeah. things and you go, I like yeah. the cover, that'll do, and then you, you click on it. It's a documentary that's on Amazon Prime called Life After the Navigator, and it's a documentary mm -hmm. by a woman called Lisa Downs, and it's about the kid that was in Flight of the Navigator. Oh, wow. And oh, good movie. never even knew that was a documentary. Because I saw this thing oh. like life because I did a little posting on um, on from page to screen dot com like every now and again I'll go yeah wonder what happened to Lucy from Dallas or oh yes. wonder what happened to the kid from Children of the Corn or something uh well the kids from Jaws and I'll put these articles up and they're not they're not in depth or anything it's just like they did this they did that <laughs> now you can find them here nobody knows where they are they're, they're literally just like fifty lines or whatever but these articles are some of the biggest things I've ever generated they're still literally getting thousands of hits and one of these i think was what happened to the kid from fly the navigator and he'd uh he'd been arrested for robbing a bank what oh, exactly a few years ago so <laughs> i saw this documentary and it was like life after the navigator oh that'll be about him robbing the bank and stuff and it does go into it but it is an amazing documentary it goes into the whole how he became an actor what it was like making the film uh, he yeah. then turned to drugs and basically had a real crap life. Yeah. He was You look at it and you go, that is not how I thought the kid from Flight the Navigator's life would go. Uh, there's a lot of child actors have issues. Yes. It goes yeah, right, right down the path. And they're interviewing him and he seems to be sorting himself out, but he's just very, very open and honest about what it was life at the time. So while he was making Flight the yeah. Navigator at this period of time in his life, he's stealing stuff. 
He's like, he's going off getting drunk. You're like, what? And then it shows you the interviewer telling the cast members who they've reunited, did you know he was doing this at the time? And they're like, what? They had no, they had no clue. And it's it's a fascinating thing, life after navigate, life after the navigator. But Lisa Downs also made a documentary a couple of years before called Life After Flash, which I thought, oh, is this going to be like one of the DC flashes or, or something like that? But it's no, it's about Sam Jones from Flash oh, Gordon. Wow. <laughs> so I'm going to check that one out. That, I don't know if Definitely. that's on Amazon or not, but I think it maybe. Let's just have a look. But yeah, yeah. Life After Flash. So Ooh. I would definitely check both of those out. But I mean, it's like stir crazy, head for documentaries. And yeah. uh, the other one I watched was on TV on Sky, I think, last week, Framing Britney Spears. Ooh. Which what do you reckon to It that? makes you angry. It really does. Yeah. It's like this poor girl. And whether you're a fan of Britney Spears or not, I'm not a fan of her music whatsoever. But she's a human being who who got a career and made a lot of money and then... Had of you know paparazzi ch- chasing her left, right, and centre everywhere she goes. They're hounding her. They're doing this. They're doing that. Just being so intrusive, it pushes her to the point where she has a bit of a meltdown. Her dad jumps in, go, mm, "Not sure you should be in charge of your millions. Tell you what, I'll go behind your back and I'll uh, I'll take ownership of it all." And even to this day, she cannot make her own decisions about her own money. Because it's all oh, tight. And just, oh my God, it just makes you so angry. But, uh, mm. so, and yeah, so I would, even if you're not a fan of Britney Spears, which I'm guessing not, none of us three have got Britney albums in our houses. Well, I'm not a fan of her music. I'm not a hater but, of her. I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not, not anti Britney, but. But I, I wouldn't wish that no kind chance. of thing on anyone. Crazily. And, well, with perhaps the exception of Justin Bieber, but. Yeah. Yes. But it's like it'll show clips of her being interviewed on TV years ago, and the interviewer, male interviewer, shock horror, talking about, "Oh, are you a virgin? And how's your breath? How's oh, your breasts?" And all that. Somebody actually says that to her live TV. You're like, "Oh, my, why? Can, why can somebody say that to a person?" It it makes you really angry. So it's oh. uh, yeah, I jumped on Twitter when it was being shown on TV, and sure enough, you could tell when people were getting to certain bits because they would just explode, going, "Oh my god, I want to just punch all the horrible paparazzi!" Where's her dad? Want to smack him in the face? But it's yeah, that <laughs> poor girl, crazy. So I watched that one. Um, but like I say, uh, not defending that, but going back to when she first kind of came onto the scene, yeah that kind of sexism, et cetera, and exploitation were rife. It was. You just got to look at um, Weinstein. Yes. Mm. So, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And think of the, the Weinstein thing. A lot of people went, oh, my God, I didn't know he was like that. I knew he was like that. And I just pay attention to the film stories, and I knew, yeah. and a lot of Hollywood people knew. So, like, oh, no, we didn't know this was going on. Yeah, you did. Crazy. So yes. Yeah. Don't lie. <laughs> very, very. Mean. It's not even Hollywood. It's it's a no. lot of companies. I've worked in companies where there's people, okay. not necessarily to the level of uh, Weinstein, but certainly they would be fired. You know, if people knew, and generally people yeah. do know, they just don't talk about it. It's absolutely crazy. Yeah. Uh, yes, yeah, so I've been on a whole uh, documentary thing this week. So, Rob, what have you been watching? Right, um, I'll go with the films that aren't to do with the homework first. Yes. <laughs> uh, so uh, the first what, one. Was homework? It, uh, the, that, that was Bob. Yes. Bob knows. Bob knows. 
um, the first one uh, is a, a movie we watched on uh, movie night um, on Disney Plus called Flora and Ulysses. Okay. So um, it's about a young girl who uh, befriends a superhero squirrel. Oh, epic. And uh, yeah, it makes both of their lives better. Uh, it's just one of those family fun films, um, really enjoyable to watch uh, with those old and young. Okay. Can't go wrong with superhero squirrels. Nope. Not at all. Oh, no. I like that idea. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, then I watched um, on Amazon Prime Coming to America because um, I, I, I love that film. So um, with Coming to America being released uh, in March, yeah. uh, I thought I'd better refresh myself on the first one. So um, I sat down uh, and watched that with Nicole. She'd never seen it before, so it was her first time. Um, and she really enjoyed it too. What's it like? Because I haven't seen it for a long time, and I was chatting to Annette about that, and she'd seen the second one. I said, well, you watched the first one? She went, no, no, I've never seen it. So that's probably something I'm going to revisit and introduce her to as well. How does it stand up? Is it still as funny as it was? <laughs> Yeah, it's it still stands up really well. Um, the you know everything about it. I watched it on the big screen, yeah. um, and um, it still looks great. Um, yeah, uh, no complaints whatsoever. Um, so I'm really looking forward to the second one to see where where they go with it. Nice. Well, I might watch Coming to America tomorrow. That's on Prime. Yeah, Brilliant. that's right. Good. I then watched. Um, on Sky Cinema, um, a Jack Black film, Be Kind Rewind. Yeah, I, know, I don't know why. I didn't, I've didn't. i not seen it, but I can't remember why I didn't watch it. But there's a reason, but I don't know what it is. I, I'm usually a, a Jack Black fan. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> yep. and, and I like him in the movie. Yep. Um, it's just a bit bizarre. Yes. Um, you know, I, I'm presuming Jack Black at some point you know, had this crazy dream. Well, what if all the videos got um, wiped and we had to kind of refilm it with just me and my mate? And then he went out and made a, a movie. Yeah. So you know, when when he's doing um, the uh, the refilming of Ghostbusters, for example, you know they're running around with like tinsel on bits of wire. Um, it's it's bizarre. Um. <laughs> That, that, that's probably it's, all I can say about it's bizarre. it. You know, that's it, the poster quote. Yeah. It's bizarre. People, yeah. <laughs> people would probably watch it with that poster quote. To be fair, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, it, it, it's it is nice seeing a, a, a VHS video store. Yes. I actually found, and I've not shared it yet, but I've shared the pictures of the video store. And I actually found some yes. video of the video store. So I'm going to try and put that on YouTube and share that around. Cause it's like, whenever I put the little pictures up, people go, Oh, look at this film and look at that film. And they get all nostalgic. So imagine what it's going to be like if the video's on there. So that'd nice. be quite cool. So that's one of my tasks over the next few days. So anything else? Yeah. Uh, so kind of moving more towards the, uh, the homework now. Um, I sat down and whilst the, the big screen was all set up, I thought, you know what? I really fancy watching an episode of Buffy. Uh -oh. um, it kind of fits in a bit with uh, post-apocalyptic, you know, even though it's more kind of pre-apocalyptic, depending on what episode you watch. Um, so I decided on the episode from season six, Once More With Feeling, yep. 
Um, oh, nice. And uh, just really enjoyed uh, all the words came back to me. I was sitting there watching it on the big screen, singing along. Um, <laughs> and you know what? Buffy still looks really, really good. Not as good as Faith. I'm not on about the uh, the actress here. Oh, yeah. I'm, I knew uh, that. I'm talking about the show. Oh. So, look, we don't want none as, of this uh, Joss Whedon. As, uh, oh, you said his name. Oh, I need, to, I need, yeah, I, I need to put a, and need to put what? an adult <laughs> material tag on this podcast. Now you've said his name, bloody hell! Well, I've got oh. to say his name because you know what? I, w- I was a bit disgusted when I saw, um, you know, what came out about him, um, especially with one of my favourite characters being. Um, Cordelia Chase, yes, and uh, hearing what kind of he put her through. So um, you know what? I think all his royalties or whatever from Buffy should be stripped from him. It should go no, to no, um, no. charity. No, no charity. Who's charity? I'm changing my name to charity now. I'm now known as Charity <laughs> Bannerman. But it was. Um, I think the one thing that annoyed me was when David Boreanaz came out. He's like, "Yeah, we won't tolerate that behaviour." I'm like, "Really? <laughs> you? Let's go back and Google some of your news stories from ten years ago when you were in Bones. You might want to shut up, David. You're the wrong sort of role model. So, and if nobody knows what I'm on about there, just Google David Boreanaz uh, harassment, and you'll probably find it. There's there was a lot of stories about him, like around that time so he's definitely the wrong person to come out but uh yeah joss whedon seems to be the latest victim in this not a victim but latest victim of cancel culture which just seems to be every few days somebody just i don't know i don't know whether they just pick names out of hats to be fair do you they go i don't like him he's done some stuff let's just nail him it just seems every day somebody seems to be getting battered um sometimes rightly you know, sometimes they do deserve it, but and then you've got your people like Army Hammer who really don't deserve it. But very strange. So, do you think there'll be um, any celebrities that we like that will will still be able to like in ten years, or do you think they'll all be written off? Ooh. I think they're all going, aren't they? <laughs> well, I think everybody's entitled to like whoever they want. <laughs> Whether everybody else will like them liking that person is another yeah, thing. Could, I mean, when you think about it, you know, kind of, um, what's his name still around? Um, Woody, what we call Woody, it? Only Just, though. Only yeah. Just, there's a new documentary come out called um, Farrow versus Alan or Alan versus Farrow. Yeah. And yeah, that's the whole Woody Allen things flared up again. I think it's like, it's like with editing, it's the people who know about the cases or the people, by all means, have a fight. You know, do what, not like yeah. a physical fight, but just, you know, go at each other. It's fine because you know the facts. But it's when the social yeah. media pitchfork carriers come in and wade in and go, <laughs> oh, this is what he did. No, that's not what he did. Oh, Woody Allen did this. No, that's what you think he Woody did. Woody Allen was, was having an affair with his own daughter. No, he wasn't. Oh, he was having an affair with his, his stepdaughter. No, it was Mia Farrow's stepdaughter, not his stepdaughter, which is not necessarily <laughs> still very clever, but it's a long way from he was molesting his own daughter, isn't it? And yes. they're now married, so, you know, obviously. But, uh, yeah, it's when, the, it's when the pitchfork generation chip in that it just it annoys yeah. the crap out of me. If you know the facts, then fine. You know, chip in and have yeah. a debate, and you should be able to have a debate rather than just attacking people and going, "You're yeah, an idiot." Yeah, you said Joss Whedon, burn him, burn Rob. He mentioned Joss Whedon, uh, stuff like that. <laughs> but yeah, in defence of uh, other people, I may add. <laughs> yes. 
so that's kind of crazy. But uh, yeah, the Buffy. So yeah, um, I also watched Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah, see, mm. me and Abel were a little bit, and I think Bob might be in on this as well. We were a little bit. You need to walk on eggshells here, Rob, because me and Abel are listening to what you think of Mad Max Fury Road. We are paying attention to your review of this. So what did you think of one of the best action films of recent years and one of the the most visually stunning, amazingly scored, best stunt work ever other than John Wick 3 motion pictures of recent cinema history? What do you think? Enjoy it. I thought it was great. It's not going to make my uh, my top five post-apocalyptic movies, but I did really enjoy it. Okay, well, that's better than your last review, because you went, it was okay. Well, I, I told Abel, he's like, what? <laughs> and this was over Teams. This was over Teams. I'm like, Abel, uh, Rob watched Fury Road. What do you think? It was okay. What do you mean it was okay? <laughs> it's like, oh, my God. Abel, chill out. Calm down. <laughs> he, he was... Just something is... is crammed with action doesn't necessarily mean it's the best movie ever no but with Mad Max Fury Road it's because to be honest there's not much story there is there oh hell no but you don't need it it's it but that's what I mean I enjoyed it but like I say it's never going to make my top 10 because the story isn't there to back it up I like something with a bit of substance no but there was I thought there was a really complex story it was a case of well so Charlize Theron goes that way with a truck and Tom Hardy's there playing Mad Max and he's not Mel Gibson but we'll let him off because he's Tom Hardy and then they get all the way over there and then they go all the way back. So I thought it was, I mean, some may say that is a very basic flimsy storyline but I thought it was <laughs> it was very dear and you had lots of people chasing them and then, yeah. mm-hmm. and then there was less people chasing them when they were going back the other way. So it was because he'd done away with done away with a few. So I'd and I'm presuming they saved money on the extras because they all looked identical. So it was just one person really, um, like cloned a bunch of times. Yes, you're making it sound like a Willy Wonka Rumpa Lumpa. Is a pretty much. <laughs> Have you seen Fury Road, Bob? Yeah, loved it. There you go. See, that's more like it. that's how you do it, Rob. When it's a when it's yeah. a very complex. Can you rewind and say exactly what my response was when you asked think... me because I think it was pretty much. I think similar. you said actually it was okay. So you didn't say it was terrible, you just went, yeah, it was okay. Because we were chatting and I, I wasn't sure whether you'd watched a Mel Gibson one. Because I said, oh, it was Mel Gibson. And you're like, no. And I'm like, what? Because you, you said it was Road Warrior, didn't you, that you'd watched. I'm like, okay, what do yeah. you think? Blah, blah, yeah. blah. And then it turned out it was a Tom Hardy one. And then it just stunned me when you're like, yeah, it was okay. Which you mean? It was just, oh my God. If you didn't orgasm while watching that film, which I'm, I, you know. You've got to get. Th- we I'm sorry, I don't need to know that. You've, you've got to get thrown out of a movie theater once in your life, and that's a good reason to to get thrown out. Uh, not not so yeah, much in a Saturday afternoon performance, but I like Tom Hardy, but he doesn't do that. No, just me. the soundtrack does that for me. I, <laughs> oh, the music to that film is absolutely amazing. It is the, one of the best movie scores of recent years. That and Oblivion and Tron. I do Tron have Legacy. to say though, I do know several people that. Tom, Tom Hardy does do that. Yeah, one. I think there's one sat down. Most of them There's one sat downstairs in my house. Yeah. Pretty much. That. <laughs> if uh, Tom Hardy and Alexander Skarsgård appeared in a film together, then I'm putting plastic there. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, but yes, Mad Max, Mad Max Fury Road will make my uh, apocalyptic list. 
So, well, I suppose uh, it does have to for someone because it's amazing. That's why. Yeah. So yeah. here's the thing. So, Bob, you know about the homework because I mentioned it to you. So I don't know how much you, yes. you love your 852 honourable mentions. Um, <laughs> what do you like about a po- what do you like about post-apocalyptic movies? If if there's a way um, to answer that. Ooh, cripes. The, it's so diverse in what classes really as post-apocalyptic. Yeah, Rob and I were having that I mean, conversation. We're like, eh, there's probably going to be a few where you may go, mm, is that post-apocalyptic? But we don't care. So, yes, it is. It's, it, it's so diverse. And post-apocalyptic can be, you know, as you say, set 100 years after the apocalypse. Or it could be, hey, this is the apocalypse happening and this is the fallout from yeah. it. Yeah, it's... And, and an apocalypse can be so many different things. Yes. Yeah, you know, like you say, zombie apocalypse, you know, meteor hitting the earth, um, you know, so many different COVID-19. things. COVID-19. Yes. COVID-20. You can't not have a goat apocalypse. There probably is one out there, so. So, yeah, so. We should write So it. we are. You, you know goats are taking over this place, I know. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah. They were at the bus stop the other day until I did know. They were. Oh, I think. Weren't wearing a mask, though, was it? No, exactly. Not Mate, hopefully, uh, there's nothing, nothing in the government restrictions say that goats have to be masked. I oh, know that's a that's a so flaw. If, if anyone does catch it from a goat, blame the government. Mm-hmm. I think blame the government anyway for just being bloody stupid and the majority of the <laughs> public. Um, so yes, so uh, I spoke to Abel. I'm like, do we do we do a top ten? Do we do a top five? And he said top five with honourable mentions. So I'm going to adopt that. And uh, they don't have to be in order, as per normal. So, Bob, what are your or f- what are five of your favourite post-apocalyptic movies? Now, bearing in mind, you know, oh, like you've just said, who knows what a post-apocalyptic is? So, if anybody's yeah. like, that's not in it, tough. This is our list. We could we make the rules. I'm glad my uh, my my movie watching got cut off. By oh, the I way thought you finished. This. Okay. What else you watched? Because you'd mentioned Mad Max and tied him in a homework. I watched another five five films. Well, you, you should have mentioned Mad Max last, then, shouldn't you? Because then I could have segued no. into it. I'll get that one over and done with, and talk about something a bit better. Oh, oh my God! Right up, <laughs> right. <laughs> what else you watched? That obviously isn't as good as George Miller's Mad Max Fury Road. I agree. The next one I watched wasn't as good as there Mad go. Max. None of them, uh, and it was called. Into the Forest on Amazon Prime. Oh, see, I nearly... What, is this a Suicide Forest one? So, no, it's about power cuts and sisters fending for themselves. Yeah, it's not the one I was thinking of then. It's one about Suicide Forest somewhere. And now I've mentioned that, you probably don't need to watch it. It's a bit slow. Oh, okay. We'll skip that one then. <laughs> Bin that one. Watch there we go. Watch again. Um, I rewatched The Silence on Netflix. So, uh, this, is this a bit like Bird Box, but isn't? It That's is. Yeah. So it's it's the one where you you can't make um, kind of a sound because yeah. um, whilst the creatures might not be able to see you very well, they can certainly hear you. <laughs> is this like? Because I saw a Looney Tunes cartoon where somebody was hunting Wabbit. Is that kind of like that one? No. Oh. So the bad guys aren't Elmer Fudd? No. Oh. Is it good? Because it does. A lot of people are like, it's just like Bird Box. Well, yeah. And Die Hard 2 is like Die Hard 1, but they're still both good films. So is it any good? I'm guessing, I'm guessing yeah. so, because you it's watched it before. It's a really good movie. Where, where would yeah. you compare it to Bird Box? Um, I uh, 
I put them about the same. Okay, because I enjoyed Bird Box. Yeah. yeah. Good. Yeah. Um, I also watched uh, on Amazon Prime a movie called Songbird. Yes, I've seen that. So this is set in 2024. COVID-23 is um, yeah. rife and uh, people are locked in their homes still. Um, yeah. There are a few people who are immune who have become kind of couriers and that kind of stuff, able to move freely. Um, and that's all I'm saying, because you need to watch it to find out the rest. You've got a cracking cast list in that. You've got Demi Moore. You've got Brad, Bradley Whitford. <laughs> so it's like, and this is produced by Michael Bay, and it's mm-hmm. it's a it's a strange film. I still can't decide. When I was watching it, I didn't dislike it, but now I can't think. Did I enjoy it or not? It was. I don't know. I don't know whether it's just too <laughs> close to the board. Like, do we really need a COVID movie? But it was kind of clever. It's a smaller film than you think it's going to be. It's, yeah. it's sort of more intimate. It's basically it's it follows set characters as they go do bits and pieces and stuff but it's, it's interesting I like mm-hmm. that I also watched a film called The Midnight Sky on Netflix mm-hmm. starring George Clooney mm-hmm. uh, post-apocalyptic um, film where uh, George Clooney a scientist um, stays behind on Earth that is being evacuated because of uh, the coming apocalypse and um, ends up in touch with a returning um, spaceship um, and telling them to to turn back. Earth is no longer safe. Oh, no. Turn back where? I'm coming home. (laughs) It's like, what? (laughs) It's it's a sad kind of tale. It really is. It's, It's... you know, you, you you feel for George Clooney in the film because he's, you know, he's on his own, he's lonely. Um, it, it's it's pretty brutal, but, you know, it's good, a good, good film. I'll write that down as well. I've written The Silence and Midnight Sky. Good, good. Uh, the last movie uh, I watched was called Spontaneous, and... If I if I just mention that when school kids start to spontaneously explode, I mean, I'm um, <laughs> a, a couple of seniors decide um, that they have to live every moment as it were as if it was their last. Which I, I find that a weird phrase anyway. It's like you should live today like it's your life. Well, it could well be. <laughs> it's like for anybody, really, could it? Not even just in the past 12 months. Yeah. It could well be. So I don't understand why everybody isn't doing that anyway, to be fair. Says like us three who just sit and watch movies all day long. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But, but recommended? Oh. Spontaneous? Um, no. Only if you've got nothing better to watch. Right, I'll skip that then, because I've got lots of better things to watch. I've got a 75-minute making of Mad Max Fury Road, which I did tweet you in on, uh, Rob. And uh, <laughs> I might even just watch the film again. And I've got the film in black and white as well, so I can watch it again. Oh, I think That's very good. <laughs> so there you go. So, uh, Bob, did we cover all your movies? Did we cover anything... They've yes, I'm, I'm, good, I'm good. good. So post-apocalyptic, now we can get back on those rail tracks again. Um, <laughs> so, Bob, what are your what are five of your favourite post-apocalyptic movies? Well, I've got to laugh, because of course, you know, we spoke yesterday, or was it the day before, and you dropped these on me and you said, oh yeah, yeah, yeah here's your homework. 
And I thought, oh, yeah, I've got to come up with, you know, five and five, you know, honourable mentions and what have you. <laughs> I'm thinking, this is going to be easy because, yeah, what have you. I've got it down to 15. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just the honourable mentions. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I, I've had to choose five out of those. So, um, <laughs> so in no particular order. Um, I'll tr- okay, I'll try and go with age order. Um, and my, my, I've got mine down to eighteen, just to run laps on you as well. So. Oh, you're beating me then. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I thought I was. Doing I've got five and thirteen you. honourable mentions. So. Oh, that's okay, yeah. And I've got um, 36, and uh, I've, I've also decided to put Mad Max Fury Road on the end just to make oh, people good. happy. Uh, <laughs> I, I will say that anything that I thought that you two would put, yeah. I've tried to avoid. Okay. So, like you say, you know, the Mad Max, I kind of thought Stuart's going to cover that one easy. So I thought, I'm skipping that. I'm trying to think outside the box. I know there's going to be some overlap. And I apologise for that, because I'm quite sure with at least one of these, Stuart's going to be, that's on my list. But um, I will I will apologise now and say, sod it, I'm going ahead. <laughs> so um, I'm going to start out with uh, the one that's obvious for this one, then you know, just get it out of the way so that Stuart can have his yep. say. The Postman. That's on mine. That's, that's on, on my list. list. Yep, that was one. I'd actually put that as one of my honourables, that one. Oh, no, that's in my actual my... five, yes. so I'm going to yeah. have to pick an Great honorable. Film. You've got the most go for it through anyway, Rob, so you're okay. You've got the most to choose I'm from. not. I've got ten. Yeah. Five and five. Rob, Rob you, you said you had 36. He was exagger- he's a typical male who's exaggerating by a, quite a few. If I've told you once, I've told you a million mm-hmm. times. Don't exaggerate. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, we've got to that one. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's one of those ones that I don't think got the recognition it should deserve. You know, it deserves. It's got a shit title. Mm. That's it. People well, yeah, look but at it and laugh at it. I've read the. Yeah, but what yeah. else were you going to call it? No, but it's like it... we weren't going to call it. You know, um, the biker mice from Mars, were you? No, but I, I no, remember I in the mid eighties or whatever, sitting in the cinema, and that was when cinemas were a thing, and they would show trailers of films, and this trailer came on. And it was, it could hear people in the cinema going, oh my God, this looks well good. This looks well scary. And it was for the blob, the remake. And as soon as the title came up, everybody laughing right off. Because it was yeah. like, oh my God, stupid title. And the postman, everybody, oh, it got, they made the jokes about it. Where's the cat? And all that sort of stupidity. So I think it was a lot. Of, I think the reason it didn't get recognition is because of the title. And around the time Kevin Costner was yeah. very big on making like three hour movies. So Dad's with Wolves, yes, JFK, true. Waterworld, Pulseman, Wyatt Earp, the the best of the, the Tombstone movies. And people just like, oh, yeah, bloody hell. Exactly, it's money's worth. I love them all, but uh, people generally did go, oh, bloody hell, not another one. So I think that's yeah, why. Yeah, but I mean, it, I, it was one that I read the book beforehand and I thought, yeah, I really like this. You know, it's a good, good adaptation. It's a great story, great film. It's an amazing film. Loved it. It is fantastic. Yeah. Yep. So good choice. Yep. Um, the next one, I'm going back even further. Logan's Run. Nice. That nearly made it on my list. Yeah. Um, that was probably one of the first ever post-apocalyptics that I'd seen. Yeah, you because know, it, it's old and so am I. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I love the casting. I love the storyline. 
you know, there's some good stuff in there. Yeah, you can't go wrong. It's one that you can even get kids watching because although it's scary in little bits, it's still, you know, kids can watch it and not be too scared as long as they're adults with them. One of Neil Johnson's friends actually has one of the Logan Run uniforms in his house. Oh, wow. There you go. Nice. So, um, for number three, I'm going to go with one that uh, I'm calling post-apocalyptic. The rest of you can go to hell if you don't believe so. And that is Dread. Good choice, yep. No, no, I'm I'm okay with that. Yeah, Yeah. that works. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's basically, if you follow 2000 AD, it's meant to be post-apocalypse because most of North America is a a radiation-filled wasteland and you've got the mega cities, so you know they're the safe, supposedly safe parts. So. Good choice. <laughs> so yeah, and a, a fantastic film. And mm-hmm. I, I know some people do kind of yeah. You know, a lot of people knock the um, you know the the Stallone one. It wasn't no, his fault. I like Stallone. <laughs> <laughs> um. So we come on to number four, and I, I'm going. I'm showing my favoritism here. I'm going to go with Split Second. Ooh, good choice. Love this film. Yeah. So, again, it's not so apocalyptic, but hey, London's underwater, so that's yeah, it, a I just start. Say, see, my sort of definition of post-apocalyptic is the world's gone to shit. So, yes. and, and Split Second, it definitely has. When you've got rats swimming up the yeah. main roads, then your world's gone to yes. crap. And there's a big creepy monster floating around and just killing people. Then, yep. you know what? World's gone to crap. So, yes, it definitely fits in. And lots of big and guns. Big, big guns. Big. Yep. <laughs> Ian Jury and a Rottweiler. It's uh, absolutely oh, amazing. I was talking to the dark. <laughs> Great film. If you've not seen it, oh, watch it. Uh, and then a bit of an outlier on here. I don't know how many people would agree with me on this one. But again, I'm going with um, a Rook Gawon because I like him. And I'm going with... Uh, well, the British cam- uh, name for the movie was Salute of the Jugger. Yes, yeah, so I remember that. I don't. I remember watching it once. Uh, that's the one yeah. when I think he's got like an eye patch or something on it, vaguely, but maybe not. I can't remember that much yeah. about it. I was more into Wedlock, which was an amazing Rutger Hauer film. Yes. But yeah, I mean, like I say, Salute of the Jugger. I thought it's not going to be one that you guys had picked up on, so I thought I'm going to put yeah. it in there. There's, like I say, I've got a few honourable mentions, some of those that I'm quite sure you'll have picked up on, but I tried to avoid the obvious mm-hmm. ones. <laughs> but So those are my five. Okay. Rob, what have you so, got on your five? Um, the Postman, so um, I'll just put that to, a, to one side for now. Um, Bird Box, okay. uh, we mentioned it earlier. Um, you know, that was, um, of that kind of movie where you kind of have lost the sense. Um, it was the first one I watched. I remember seeing the trailer for it and I was, I remember waiting months to see it. I was really excited. Uh, and I'm also excited to hear that a bird box two is underway. They're, they're, they're doing the book and, um, it will at some point be made into a movie. Mm -hmm. Um, I also have on my list I Am Legend with Will Good Smith. Choice, yep. That's one um, I need to revisit, actually. I've not seen it for a long time. That's one that I specifically avoided from the list because I knew someone yeah. else would have I've it. got that on my, on my honourables. <laughs> I Am Legend is in there. Yeah. Uh, the next one, um, more of a, a British flavour, Doomsday. Uh, yep. 
with Bob yep, Hoskins. Brian Craig Conway, fantastic. Yep, I've also mm -hmm. got that on my honourable. I don't even um, know about oh, that one. Doomsday. Ooh, sell it Go to on, me. Rob. Yeah, Doomsday. Uh, Scotland's been kind of sealed off because there's been an outbreak. Um, you know, I think it's like 25 years later or something like that. Um, the outbreak starts up in England and a team kind of goes looking for answers and sets off to Scotland. And yeah, it's just, it's kind of gritty and great. And it, yeah. Add that to my It's watch like list. Escape from New York. So, and I'll, this is this is exactly. I mean, it's already on Bob's list, but this is exactly how I would make damn sure it's on Bob's list. The main the main character played by Boston Legal's Rona Mitra. She is effectively yes. the Snake Plissken character. So she is sent over the Hadrian's Wall, which they've rebuilt, uh, into Scotland mm -hmm. to try and find this virusy cure or whatever it is to find out why people are still alive You're up so there. Uh, Craig Conway is the villain. And uh, it's directed by Neil Marshall, who did Dog Soldiers. You've definitely it's a really good film. It's a great film. Yeah. Yeah. Doomsday, yes. right? Made an alt. And the last one on my top five is The Girl with All the Gifts. I really like that yep. film. I kept getting that mixed up with The Girl on the Train or whatever it was called. So I never. So one night I sat down and I'm like, oh, that train one's The Girl with All the Gifts is on here. Let me put that on. Whoa, this isn't a film that I thought it was going to be. It's, it was well good. I'd forgotten about that one. It's really good. Yeah. Um, the the one best... that I thought someone would cover, so I didn't put it on my list. The best part about it is that it was filmed, or parts of it were filmed in Stoke-on-Trent, where I'm okay. from. So, uh, um, kind of, there there are parts where I've actually kind of walked around myself because, um, <laughs> you know, a lot was filmed. For example, in the um, the old bus station in uh, the town of uh, Hanley in Stoke-on-Trent, yeah. which. You know, I, I've been many a time because they used to have one of those kind of uh, fantasy shops selling kind of um, all your old um, kind of card games and um, AD&D yes. stuff and that kind of Christ. stuff. What so, yeah, I'd, I'd spend a lot. Um, what was it? It was... It wasn't as Devium Games. It was... Oh, Christ. It wasn't Orcs Nest. But I know the one you mean. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, it was... It, 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 Regularly advertised in White Dwarf and everything, you know, mm. big game shop. So yeah, but yeah, it was um, so you know being able to to say that you know I've walked there, you know I've been and seen that in real life, you know it, it just adds to the to the whole thing. So yeah, um, the girl with all the gifts. Good choice. That's Good my choice. top five. Okay. Well, my top five number one obviously is Mad Max Fury Road by George Miller. Absolutely yep. amazing. You can't it's you can't imagine one. what it's like when you go in and you think. How how crap is a Mad Max film going to be without Mel Gibson? It's not going to be that good. Oh, yeah. well, let's see what it's like. And then you're faced with that. You're like, wow, my eyes yeah. are bleeding, my ears are bleeding, my uh, brain's just had a couple of hemorrhages. Uh, I want to watch it again type thing. So a lot of it is to do with that. It, it is one of those, you're not going in hyped Far up. from it, no. You know, you're basically going in, as you say, kind of almost expecting the worst. And it's that far above what you're expecting that it is mm. fantastic. If you went in fully hyped, you know, if someone had said, oh, this is the best film <laughs> like, of the year, like best film of the year. <laughs> <laughs> I did. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
which you know, it, it can be a bit kind of yeah. You think okay, yeah, it's good, but it's only a little bit above what I was. It'd expecting. be like going. Yeah, we've talked about this. It'd before, be it'd be like going yeah. in to watch you watch the new rebooted Star Trek. Going, yeah, he's not Kirk though, is he? You know that sort of thing. Where you go, you become so mm. used to like Max being Mel Gibson or Kirk being Shatner yeah. that you think nobody else can play that because it's not them, and then you're pleasantly surprised by a really good film. So, uh, well, I mean, it's like you say, but one of the ones that always did me was the first Lord of yeah. the Rings. Mm. Yeah, you know, the, the first ones of the modern trilogy. I, I went in expecting virtually yeah. nothing, and it was just a case of uh, ooh. <laughs> yep. So yeah. So I got that one. Anyway, uh, next. This is no, the flimsy it? one, but you know what? You can have split second. I'm having Escape from New York. Because <laughs> the, yep, the world's gone to crap. You know, it's set in the future, but you know the past now, but the future. That time. was one of my one of mine, and I didn't do it because I knew you'd I, have I, it. I love that. Have you seen that one, Rob? <laughs> oh no! Oh. oh, call me yes. snake. Great film, John Carpenter. I think it's John Carpenter's finest film. That's probably my favourite yeah. one. Uh, I've got yeah. great, great cast. cast. Yeah, Kurt Russell, Ernest Rich, Borgnine, uh, Adrian Barbeau, Lee, Lee Van, Van Cleef, Donald Pleasance. Super cool film. Yeah, very much like. D- I'm the king of New York. I mean, <laughs> it's like when you watch uh, Escape from New York, Rob. You'd be like, "This is a rip off of Doomsday." What the hell? <laughs> You'll see where Doomsday's come from when you watch Escape from New York at some point. Yeah. Uh, next okay. one is the 1968 film Night of the Living Dead which I yep. absolutely adore that film, and I've seen it countless times. And uh, here's the next two. Now, these, these two, Bob will absolutely adore. I think my list is the best of all lists. The, uh, the first one is Silent Running. Mm-hmm. Good uh, choice, yeah. You've, you have you seen that movie? one, Rob? I have. And uh, my final one is The Omega Man, starring Charlton Heston, which is kind of yes. like an original version of I Am Legend. Um, I don't know if it's more faithful to the book, but it's uh, it's Charlton Heston. It's pretty much I Am Legend. I Am Legend is a remake of the Richard oh, Matheson. Is it Richard Amiga Matheson Man. or Robert Matheson? Mr. Matheson, one of them. Mr. Matheson, yes. Mr. Matheson, Mr. R. Matheson uh, is a remake of of those. So th- that's yes. mine. So honorable l- mention list, Bob. Do you want to tear down your list? Not 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 tear Ooh, it down right. as in destroy it. I mean, like we're gonna go through it. <laughs> right, um, a bit of an outlier there. Fahrenheit four five one. Not seen that for a long time. I don't think I've actually seen that one actually. Yep. Ooh, yeah, it, it's an odd one, but it's mm-hmm. worth watching. Um, one of my favourites that always gets quoted: "Edge of Tomorrow," <sighs> or as I nearly said after you said something earlier, "Live, Die, and Repeat," which is the American. Well, name for the it, original death. Well, the original title was. God, there was something. And it's oh, there was an original title. Then it changed it to Edge of Tomorrow, something to kill. I'll find that. I'll find that out for you while you're doing your list. Time no, to kill no, or something um, like that. For yeah. But anyway, next one again, something with tomorrow in, and that is the day after. Tomorrow. All you need is kill. By the way, that was the original title. That's then they changed it, yes. it to Edge of Tomorrow. Then they changed it yet again. This is all after release, by the way, to uh, to live, die, repeat. Yeah. So yeah. Um, so yeah, day after tomorrow, uh-huh. which uh, I, I thought was kind of very much apocalypse and dealing with it the day not after. A, not a sequel to <laughs> Edge of Tomorrow, though. Right? No, no, no. Um, one that I was amazed—I I put it on here—and I was amazed it's not on anyone's list so far. It's—I'm kind of guessing it must be in someone's honourable mentions, but I'm going to do it anyway. 
Wally. So mine's my honourable mentions. Yep. I, I love yep. that movie. <laughs> so good. Definitely. Uh, another fun one that I love, um, although it's an odd one, many people will think, kind of, what? Uh, Equilibrium. I love that film. Do you know, I nearly fell out with that film, though, because you remember when they were about, you don't know whether they're going to kill a puppy or not. <laughs> and I'm like, yes. if they kill a puppy, I'm out. <laughs> Swear to God, I had my hand on the remote. I'm like, if they do it, I'm out. I'm done. And they didn't, so I was all right. But I was close, closer. But again, you know, I'm sorry, it... it it missed the top list because it follows a Hollywood kind of cliche. They didn't kill the puppy. <laughs> no, no, they killed they John Bean. John Bean's got it in his contract, I believe, <laughs> to get killed. But uh, Equilibrium's yeah. amazing, the choreography and that. It's, uh, have you seen that one, yeah. Rob? Uh, I don't so think so. pitch that one, Bob. Anything Ooh. Rob or Bob has not seen, uh, we need to pitch to the others. Very much a case of, you know, in, in a kind of dystopian future, you've got um, the secret police or thought police type thing, which are actually the church in a way. Um, and they're kind of working for the state and all this. It's kind of all controlled. Uh, the problem is one of their top assassins, I would say, um, grows a conscience. Yep with the help of some things that go on. Uh, basically, it's a case of when you... It, it, without putting too much into it, when your number's called, you're basically incinerated. Oh, it's, lovely. Yeah, it's not a nice way to go, but... Um, and he basically ends up, like I say, growing a conscience and turning against his masters. But, yeah. Um, it, there's a few nice twists in it. So, yeah. It, yeah, but and, and a lot of really good action. There's a lot of good. They call it gun gun kata. So gun it's food. like where yeah, they will do, sort of do martial arts, but with guns. It's very cool. It's a very yeah. cool film. Mm. Yeah, he's taken out a Matrix kind of thing. Yeah, po- post Matrix, style. wasn't it? It's like, hey, we we want to do yeah. that, but like we're different. Yeah, it's one of those. But it's definitely, yeah, it's worth checking out. Yep, another one that I love. The Book of Eli. Oh yeah, that's on mine. I absolutely love that film. Denzel Washington. Have you yeah. seen that one, Rob? Denzel do right. Um, I don't oh. think so again. Oh, go on. You shall it. it. I've done is, the last one. It's kind of like, think Morgan of The Walking Dead. Yeah. And I don't want to give the plot, I don't want to give the twist thing away. I nearly did then. I really yeah. nearly did. And it's kind <laughs> of like, uh, like the Morgan character, the film focuses on him. And he's just moving about the ways. What's his weapons that he chooses, Bob? Is he just like anything and everything? Yeah, I think he, he's. It's a bit like he's one in the Dark mm. Tower. He, he tends to use, I think, uh, a knife and uh, revolvers. Isn't and it, it started as some sort of search for. Is it the last remaining Bible on the planet or something like that? Some sort of yeah. cra- crazy rare that Bible. Kind of It'd be like trying yep. to find a, a signed, you know, literally book the Book of, of Eli. Eli. Uh, and it's uh, visually it's stunning. It's really good. And there's, there's a few. Gary Oldman's the villain. He's really cool in it. But the film definitely belongs to the cinematographer and Denzel Washington. It's absolutely amazing. It's good. Yep. And, and I didn't mm-hmm. give so, the yeah. away, so that's good. Nope. And the other one, the last one I'm going to mention is A Boy and His Dog, which is an odd one, I know, but I, I want I to I want to watch it. that. That's actually on my list of films that I've never, ever seen that I want to watch. So I'm going to write that down. Just so it's Don Johnson. So... <laughs> Yeah, yes, a very young, very very young, well pre Miami <laughs> Vice that one. So now that's I'm right now, yeah. so I can remember. But yes, so 
So, yep, that that is my list because uh, I'm not going to mention the obvious ones like the Matrix. Uh, etc. Well, you, you just have that's, so, that's on my list as well, so I will take that off. Well, this is, <laughs> I, this is why I'm not mentioning any of the other obvious ones because I know, like I say, a lot of the things will be on your guys' list because I, I was chatting with one of the guys at work about it and he said, Oh, what about such and such? Now, that'll be on Stuart. Not mine. <laughs> yeah, what about such and such? Rob will have that. Well, my honourable mentions are 28 Days Later and 28 Weeks Later. So I've got those. Yeah. Uh, Book of Eli, name. I Am Legend, The Road, starring Viggo Mortensen, which is kind of like Book of Eli, but just take any sort of smiles and happiness right out of the mix. I say, yeah, I didn't put it on because it's not a feel-good by any if, way. <laughs> if there is a feel-good film, The Road is so far away from it, it is, nev- it is not even aware that that film exists. It, to say it is bleak is the biggest understatement mm. since somebody said, hmm, yes. I don't know if Boris should do that. That's probably the biggest <laughs> thing. A uh, little bit happier, but not too much, Children of Men, starring Clive Owen, which is an amazing yeah. film where... Uh, people can no longer procreate so people aren't being able to give birth but somehow there is a woman who is pregnant and it, it obviously makes the whole world go oh yes. we want to find it's amazing it's a really good film uh, Oblivion starring Tom Cruise absolutely yep. fantastic film with one of the best movie scores by M83 uh, I had Wally The Postman The Matrix Dawn of the Dead which is the sequel to Neither Living Dead 12 Monkeys by Terry Gilliam uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane, which is the follow-up to Cloverfield. Uh, you could have Cloverfield in there. Mm-hmm. Do not bother with the Cloverfield paradox. It's shit. Uh, Planet <laughs> of the Apes, pretty much all of them. I knew that you'd have those. That's and, why I didn't uh, that's put it. them. That's my honourable <laughs> mentions. So there you go. So over to you, Rob. What you got? Let's see if I've got my um, predictions for Rob right. Number one on my list, Cloverfield. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> um. Nine, the Tim oh, Burton film. I see. It's like an animated yep. thing, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It um, is yeah, yeah um, kind of post-apocalyptic um, ragdolls. Nice. Yep. Um, but I, I saw that film at least, you know, I'm sure probably eight, nine years ago, and thought it was absolutely brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Good choice. I've also got Anna and the Apocalypse. Yeah, not seen that yet. Ooh. So yeah, um, think Buffy once more with feeling, but just yeah. substitute for zombies. <laughs> um, Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. I was right. <laughs> <laughs> and the last one, Zombieland. Have you seen the second one? Yeah. I mean, the second one's probably not as good as the first one. But is the second one still watch- worth watching? It's it's worth watching, yeah. just because you know it's following Zombieland, which I think's yeah. excellent. Um, I just didn't didn't think it was as kind of good, unique. You know, there's there's just something about the first one that is really good, and the second one is okay. it's okay. Worth watching. Ain't no Mad Max Fury it's, Road then. It's not. Say, is Zombieland the one where they kill off yes. Bill Murray? Yep, that's the one. Yeah. So just in case anybody wants any apocalyptic TV shows, you've got The Walking Dead, Fear the Walking Dead, Jericho, great show, 
Firefly. Yep. Shout out to Joss Whedon. Um, Stephen King's The Stand by Mick Garris, and also the new one by uh, yes. by by I've forgotten his name. Josh, I've forgotten his name. God's sake. Uh, the Passage, which unfortunately only lasted a season, which is an absolute goddamn crime. That show should have carried on. Uh, the books are amazing. Uh, the British TV's Threads. And yes. Day of the Triffids, pretty much any version, but I like the original yeah. BBC miniseries. So we've got a whole bunch of yes. post-apocalyptic stuff there. So, but but no, I love post-apocalyptic stuff. I used to want to be in one, like because it's <laughs> like you watch The Walking Dead and you go, life. It's I mean, obviously you've got the you've got to run the risk of getting eaten by a zombie or or bashed by an egan or whatever, yeah. but. There's a lot less problems in that sort of world. You've literally just got to wake up, survive, get food, and look after people. Yeah. And I, I would have been all right with that. Certainly as a kid and going into a young adult, it's like, do you know what? If I wake up tomorrow and there's an apocalypse, I'm all right with that. Yeah. So I, I could cope. So that's why I just love oh. the pure escapism for me. I find them fascinating. Some of the, mm. I, I like some of the computer games that have been done that way. You know, things like Fallout. Yeah. You know, the whole of that franchise yeah. and what have you. You know, uh, fantastic. And, um, I mean, and, sorry, thought my phone was going. Um, another one that I like that would sort of cover like that would be Borderlands. Yes, which Jack Black has just signed on to. I think he's doing Claptrap, actually. And, uh, and, he uh, is, yeah. Jack Black's in that one. And Jamie Lee Curtis, weirdly enough. Yeah, there's, there is some good mm, casting. Just hopefully there's some good film. Although, yeah. <laughs> but um, it's one of those ones. It's a case of uh, who was it? Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. Oh crap! Kevin Hart signed on to play <laughs> Roland. Now, in the game, Roland's meant to be about six foot four and yeah, built like Kevin a Hart's house. not six foot four, though, is he? No, he's going to be like another four foot um, six. Yeah, kind of flip it. Yeah, it's another casting <laughs> another of Jack, Jack Reacher. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, but yeah, there we go. I just had to put in about the computer games and post. They are very, very good. Uh, <laughs> I've, I've near enough finished Halo on the Xbox Series. Mm. I'm still undecided about the Xbox Series S. I don't know if I like the console. It's it's the quickest thing to boot up ever. It's, it's super fast. Physically, yeah. it's tiny. It's the smallest thing I've ever seen. But because it's just digital, you're massively yeah. limited to what you can do with it. And it's like, I was listening to uh, a guy I know called JVB and he was talking about Xboxes and all this sort of stuff. And there's a thing which I've got, it's called Game Pass, which is kind of like Netflix, but for video games, it's 10 pounds a month. And there's a couple of hundred games that you can just download and play and all the Halo games and everything are on there. And you think, do I really want to buy it? And I have done, so duh. Uh, do, do you really want to spend like 250 pounds on a console and then pretty much just be able to use it as long as you spend £10 a month on it. It's kind of a weird mentality, isn't it? It's like, well, I've bought this box, but if I if I don't want to spend the £10 a month, then it's effectively just a brick. It's kind of a weird thing, because we're so used to buying a game or buying a Blu-ray, and then, right, well, I don't have to pay any more money now. I'm all right. If I'm skimped one month, I'm fine. It's all right. It's okay because I could just I could just keep I watching the Postman over and over again, and then watch it twice in a month. They'll be over, and then I'll have some money again. Uh, so it's it's just a weird one. I don't know. I mean, this is it. I think a lot of games now 
I mean, you've got um, some of the a lot of the online kind of games like Warcraft and what have you. You know, World of Warcraft. You pay a subscription yeah. for those. Um, a lot of other games, you buy the game and then you buy an annual pass or a season mm-hmm. pass for them. You know, Borderlands is one that does this, and there's a yeah. few others and what have you. So it, it's getting down to that fact now that, like you say. Yes, you are buying the game, and you then pay. Just to play. it's an, What's your take on it, Rob? Because I, I think you're more likely to be on my way of thinking. Maybe I might be wrong. Yeah, um, oh, no, it's, it's, it's a not. It's a. It's I'm a different it's thing. It's a weird sort of feeling yeah. going. All right, and it'd be like yeah. buying a Blu-ray player and then go right. Well, the only way you're going to be able to watch Blu-rays is if you rent them. You're like, well, I want to buy them just so I can watch mm. them again. I don't want to spend money all the time. Um, my view is that if if your option is pretty much limited um, in the way it is with a, a purely digital console, then the console should be a lot cheaper. Yeah. Um, you know, the whole, um, you know, now TV box where you can pick up something for like kind of 15, 20 quid and then you know, you you start play, paying for your Now TV subscription or or whatever. You know, that's what I'm thinking of. Um, I don't know if you know anything about the Google um, Stadia device. Yeah, bit. heard a bit. Um, so you can do that, I believe, through Fire TV. So, um, you know, you can pay um, a, a monthly subscription and get access to certain games through that. Um, there's, uh, you know, uh, a joypad... And uh, yeah, it can be done through the, the the Fire TV, or you can buy kind of a more of a dedicated console. But again, it, it's a lot cheaper. I think it's something like seventy, eighty dollars. Um, so yeah, f- to me, if it doesn't have the ability to buy a physical media game, I think it should be cheaper. I mean, than to be it fair, is. the console was cheap for what it is. It's two hundred and fifty quid, which is quite cheap for a console. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, yeah but it's, but it's, it's not a stadia which is you know less no, than 100 is not it at all so i'm still kind of it's like with a so i've paid and i've literally just played this thing three times and i've had the subscription two months yeah it's like okay so i i i don't know i could see me getting to the point where it's a case of i'll just i'll will pick up the games cheap on digital and then just play yeah. them for like six months rather than paying 10 pounds every month and some months not yeah. even touching the console. I don't know. It's, it's, mm. It is a kind of a weird one. It's just a new way of playing games and stuff, I suppose. Yeah. So, very strange. So, the, the thing for me would be, are the games available exclusive to that platform, or could you get them on a PC? Mm-hmm. If you could, then I'd just yeah, get them on PC. a PC. All the Halo games, which is pretty much, that's a 20-year-old game, is it, Bob? Yeah. Something like that. For, I'm, oh, I'm yeah, playing the first one like, in yeah. a minute. So that's was well old. Yep. <laughs> Crazy. So, um, but yeah, so that's that's pretty much my dilemma at the minute. But uh, any, any shout outs, yeah. Rob? Who who needs a shout? Don't say goats. You've done the goats already. Hey, fish. You can shout your fish out. <laughs> shout out to my fish. fish. <laughs> they're they're enjoying uh, their new environment. They're sleeping on. Um, Bits of wood and all kinds of stuff. Cool. Anybody else? Or is that just your fish? No, Abel, you don't get shouted from Rob. Right, Bob, got any? um, (laughs) any, Anybody you'd like to say hi to? I'm done with you, Abel. (laughs) 
Um, well, shout out to, uh, strangely enough, a bakery. I'm going to do a shout out to the crust, uh, which is a bakery over back over in the home kind of yep. area. Uh, but it's a Polish bakery because for those of you that aren't aware, we're in kind of England and I'm assuming you know states etc. Um, you have pancake mm. day, which is you know yes. Trove Tuesday, part of the Christian thing and what have you, but. Um, Basically, it's a case of on Shrove Tuesday, we all eat pancakes and what have you. Now, apparently in Poland, the Thursday before Pancake Day is what they call Fat Thursday. And it's a similar (laughs) thing. You eat up all the fattening stuff before Lent. And they do it as donuts. Oh, right. Okay. So, I basically, a friend of mine that I work with is Polish and he introduced me to this a few years ago. And me loving donuts thought, Hey, this is a great idea. So, yeah, shout out to The Crust, which is a Polish bakery over home, uh, where it used to be. And uh, basically, I got a pile of them delivered from there. Nice. (laughs) Good, good. So, yes. We like The Crust. Yes. And donuts. Donuts, definitely. (laughs) And they do another type of donut, which I also got, which is called, in Polish, it's Faworki. I'm probably murdering the pronunciation, but... Uh, all I will say to anyone is, if you've not tried these and you get a chance, do okay. so. Favorki. Yep. <laughs> Favorki. Well, I'm going to shout out three lots. Well, two, really. Uh, I listened to the latest podcast episode of The Conspiracy Otto with uh, my friends Vlad Sammer and Anthony Alex. They delve into the, the hot potato that is conspiracies around 9-11. So that was not only fascinating, but, uh, but you know, it, it's not an easy subject to tackle. Uh, they're both Americans as well, no. so it's an even more difficult thing for them to tackle. But they yeah. actually mentioned the guy that we met, Rob. Remember the remember William Rodriguez that we met, the janitor who had come out of the towers. We met him many years ago. I've actually still got a picture of you and him uh, on my hard drive, so that is there. They mentioned wow. him, so I, mens- I messaged Vlad's, and I went, "Oh, we met him. Really nice guy." And yes, he did say he heard <laughs> explosions below him. So. Uh, I mentioned that one. So their episode is very, very interesting. And uh, also the latest episode of the Bind Torture cast, which is a wonderful, gruesome horror podcast, so it's not really the one that Rob would listen to. Uh, Chris <laughs> and Luke talk about the film A Serbian Movie, which is a film that probably probably neither <laughs> of you two will ever watch. But it is... I've heard you talk about it. It is a fascinating <laughs> film. I love that movie. I've seen it once. I don't really need to see it again. I had to... Pl- it's one of the only ones I know that slightly yes, shocked me. Yes, and I knew everything. <laughs> I knew all about it before I watched it, but I, I plucked up uh, the sort of courage. The courage. The courage. Going, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it. And I did. And yes, it's not a fa- It's not going to be on your projector anytime soon, Rob. But uh, <laughs> yes. Glad you- and Chris does listen to this podcast as well now and again because he did mention it because he mentioned that we talk about Police Academy. So he has, he has listened to this recently. He did say we don't often Ooh. talk about horror films, which is true. You know, we don't talk about <laughs> them that much. But I have in the plans a couple of episodes, which might be one episode. Uh, I have somebody from Grimfest coming on at some point, And I also have asked Stu Miller to come on at some point. I I want to do a podcast, which is uh, five films for horror fans who aren't horror fans. You know, that sort of five horror films that... that. I I like that. And then also I'm going to ask them to to bring on their 
they're five favorite horror films as well but i think a lot of it is i want to know what they recommend for people who don't see themselves as horror fans which i would say spongebob SpongeBob movie movie, um mama mama mia Uh, i think Stu miller will mention uh mavi de la cause probably yeah i still still never (laughs) my life still never watched that you know but uh, at some point I'm going to do the, the horror podcast. I've also got coming up in March, because I very stupidly went, yes, put me down for everything, please, because that's what I want. <laughs> uh, Grimfest are doing a, an Easter Horror Nights thing again. So, you know, it's virtual, obviously, because nobody can go out yet. And they sent me the list of films. Which one do you want to review? And I went, all of them. And uh, <laughs> which person would you like to interview from from which film? And I went, all of them. So they're, they're having a press week for on the 8th, 9th, 10th, 11th and 12th of March, which is before the event. So we've got time to do all the video things and, and all that sort of stuff. Uh, and I, I don't... Well, even busier, because I can't get the 8th and 9th of March off work. So I'm going to be working the 8th and 9th of March whilst also potentially doing a full press week with a lot of interviews and a lot of film watching. So... Who knows how that's going to work, but I've spent plenty of good food beforehand, plenty of sleep beforehand, stock up, and then yeah. No, when you say plenty, plenty of good food, do you mean like biscuits, cans of Pepsi, Iron Brew, and crisps? Because that's pretty. No, that 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 does you through whilst oh. you're actually interviewing. Right. I'm, I mean, I'm meaning good food to get your kind of body stocked up ready because you're going to burn it. That would work. I might do for that. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so that's I'm looking forward to that because I've, I've I said at the beginning of the show I've done like virtually nothing over the past twelve months and it really annoys me that I've not done that much even though I've probably done tons. So I thought you know what for a week just kill me just give me every single thing I need to do and just push myself out of this yeah. comfort zone and force me back into creativity bring it on. So I'm looking forward to all of that. Uh, this is something that will make Rob giggle. I got a message from Lemis's mum earlier on, probably about half four, saying, um, I'm free today. Do you fancy a catch-up? I'm still waiting for that catch-up. <laughs> it didn't happen. It's like, oh, my God. So who knows? Who knows oh. when I'm actually going to have a catch-up to go through all these scripts I've written. So absolute <laughs> madness. And I was oh, this, this is one to make Bob and Rob laugh. I was tidying out the spare room, and I asked Annette, I said, look, I need you to go through the tubs of Lego because you've not got the manuals in some of them and you don't know which kits are in which. So I've stacked them all up in the bedroom. She's got 23 tubs of Lego. Wow. Yes. <laughs> like that it. is uh, the latest one. That she- <laughs> She'll almost be able to build something with the tubs. Well, I've built a big wall that yeah. is as tall as I am. <laughs> so I've actually got that tub. But she has spent, because obviously she's still rec- recovering from the arm surgery yeah. uh, normally it would take her four or five days to build this lego kit that she's got a big ninjago garden one it's huge and it has probably nice. taken her maybe three weeks so she's she's not ready to go back to work yet but she's struggling you ever seen somebody build lego with one hand it's not easy it's 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 a bit it's of an tough, art form yeah. i wish i'd have videoed it and just you know super you know, time lapsed it or whatever but so yeah 23 tubs of lego I was going to say, one picture's up, up on uh, you know social media of the uh, Ninjago Garden. It's already finished. finished. I shall send you one once this podcast is done. Oh, I've got excellent. one on my phone. 
So that is good. <laughs> so uh, what's everybody got planned for their week before we wrap up this 563rd episode? How does that feel, Bob? Because you were on the first one. <laughs> you were on oh. one, <laughs> pretty much. Yep. <laughs> oh, I like it. No, it feels good. I mean, yeah. Would you, at the time that we did the first one, have ever imagined you would be in the position no. you are now, having done 563 <laughs> no. podcasts, met the people you've met, talked to the people no. you've met, got autographs from the people that you have? I met Rob. Met Rob because yeah. of that, effectively, yeah. because of the podcast. So. Exactly. Well, I was, I was so, buying torture cast that I mentioned. Chris was talking to his co-host. He's like, oh, my God, we've been doing this 10 years now. And I'm like, shut up. I, I was listening. I was doing <laughs> podcasting before you even start. He was on another show called All Horror. And I listened to that one. And then that show fell apart for whatever reason. And then Chris started his new one up. So it's like, and then that's been going for 10 years. So, yes, I feel very old as well. So. <laughs> absolutely crazy we're in our 11th year of podcasting mental excellent, excellent. absolutely mental here's to another 11 <laughs> exactly some if i if i cark it <laughs> one of you guys i'll just have to carry it on so there you go i'll get the passwords <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're gonna say we'll, we'll, we'll be held will to indeed. that i'm sure yep. the only problem is i'm the oldest it's probably me that's going first probably yeah <laughs> As in, like, podcasting first, not going first. No, no, I'll go. My head will just explode oh, yeah. one day, and then, you know, I'm done. Um, so, yeah, so what have you got planned for your week, Bob? Um, well, other than kind of digging out and watching this doomsday that uh-huh. I've been put onto. You're uh, welcome. <laughs> uh, I'm on call this week, so um, uh, luckily you haven't heard me clicking away and, you know, just making sure that everything's running solidly at work. Uh, I get to sign out in nice. 10 minutes. Great. Uh, <laughs> Um, other than that, I'm hoping that my, as I say, my mum will be out of hospital yeah. and uh, you know might be able to nip over and see her at weekend. Although, like I say, it's it, it's been moved back, you know, kind of when she's coming out. So it might be Monday before I'm calling over. Okay. So we'll have to see. Yeah. So. What about you, Rob? Uh, pub night, movie night, gaming. Uh, a bit of work in between. Sounds about right, and I'm back at nice. work on Friday night. What's the gaming? Uh, the gaming will be Minecraft. I uh, I have spent a lot of time now on my own world. Um, I can be uh, under attack and face no danger from anyone. Um, it's uh, it's very nice. It's also got a uh, a mountain hideaway that is uh, pretty cool. <laughs> nice. nice. Good, good. Well, I'm back at work on Friday night. I am going to just sit and watch mm-hmm. movies on That's the projector right. tomorrow. Probably one of them will be coming to America. So thanks for the suggestion there, Rob. Uh, other You're than welcome. that, meh, nothing. Uh, do a bit more reading on my Oliver Stone Chasing the Light. Uh, that is still an amazing book. Ooh. I've got to the point where he's battling to get the script of Platoon back because somebody won't let him have it, which is crazy because he wrote the damn thing and lived through it so obviously yeah. i know the ending to that because the film won him an oscar but it's uh it's a really yeah. good book to to learn about the downfalls of of uh, pitfalls yeah definitely there's as many pitfalls yeah. in that as there is successes so it's a very you know it's uh it's a roller coaster definitely a roller coaster of a book where you're like yeah, yeah. he's made it oh no he's failing again oh he's back up again and uh it's i will be yep. very sad when i get to the end of that uh book 
But at least you know it finishes. It, it ends yeah, well. well, I do because he gets an Oscar <laughs> and he catches the light, so it's uh, yeah. it's it's amazing. So I'd, I do keep sort of Twitter stalking Oliver, and he keeps liking them and and stuff like that. So that's quite sweet. But uh, that's pretty cool. But yeah, very good book, and it's out on audio book as well, read by the man himself. So I may pick that up at some point Ooh. and uh, yeah, and listen listen to it all again. I'm not a great believer in the audio books, but I think if they're mm. read by the yeah. author. You're getting something Definitely. special. I'm not a fan of audiobooks if they're read by somebody else, so I agree with you on that one. Yeah, I mean, this is it. If they're read by someone else, intonation and timing can be wrong on reading something because you're interpreting a yeah. written word. So, like you say, if it's the guy himself, he's going to be telling it yes. as he is. <laughs> yeah, but it's him telling his own story, which is definitely the only way it should yeah. be. Um, I was going to put a joke definitely. in there about I read the audio version of Fifty Shades of Grey, but I only lasted about a minute and a half. But I thought, you know what, that doesn't <laughs> doesn't fit in well with my praise for Oliver Stone. But no, it's it's a very good book that I highly recommend. So, uh, and I did oh. receive my new item for the Geek Collection, Rob, which. I said I wasn't going to buy one this month, but I technically ordered it last month. It just took a while to come through. And it's a coffee table book all about Elstree Studios, uh, signed by one of the authors, Paul Burton. So he sent that through to me. And um, it's just got, it goes from way back when. And it's got so many behind the scenes photos and and stuff like that. So it's a very, very cool book. So. So there you go. Nice. So that's my latest collection. Uh, anything that you've added to yours, or has it been a little bit of a, a fish tank month for you? Been busy with that? Yeah, busy uh, looking after the the fishes. Yeah. Just don't sleep with the fishes because that's and don't go to no, no. don't that's and don't go to the fishes thing. either because that's a different thing as well. That's uh, that's good. <laughs> but no, you guys enjoy the rest of your evening. Thank you very much. We have a, we have overrun a little Thank bit. Thank you, but you both know of what? you. It's fine. It's hey, it was fine. good. Like I say, it's been a while since I've been on. It's great catching up with you guys. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And I, I always leave the podcast feeling happier than when I came in. Well, that is always good because uh, the listeners don't. So that I think... You know. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Yeah, they they always leave us 10 minutes in. <laughs> Devastated. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it's our psychological stuff, not it's yours. Our, this is our therapy. <laughs> it's just we happen to let you lot in yeah. on it. So, Yeah, we do it for us. You guys listening is just uh, it's happy it sideline. It's, it's a bit of a bonus, not for them obviously, but for us, it's a bonus. So that's quite. Cool. <laughs> but, uh, enjoy the rest of your evening, guys, and I will. Uh, I'll, I will chat to you I... by phone uh, this week as well. All right, Indeed. take care. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.